Hey everyone, and welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killer. Thank you guys for continuing to join me each and every week as we go on this bizarre journey of unknown serial killers. These last couple of seasons and these last episodes has been a roller coaster, but hold on tight because we're not getting off just yet. But first and foremost, before we get into anything, if you missed our last episode called The House of Horror, which is about Gary Hodnick, please, please, please go back and listen to it because you don't want to miss that one or any of the episodes in any of the seasons because they are just that good. So continue to tell people about it so they can listen to all this madness that goes on with these serial killers each and every week. But of course... Viewers' discretion is advised because we are talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. But of course, murder and violence because this is why we are here. But that's enough chit-chatter. Let's cut into it and talk about William Devin Howell. Not much is known about William and his childhood. We just know that he was born on February 11th, 1990 in Hampton, Virginia. He had two older siblings, and that's pretty much about it that that was said about him. So we're just going to jump in to where he started his killing spree and his crimes. The victims were identified as seven women, including one transgender woman, Janice Roberts. Their bodies were discovered in two locations, including an area behind a shopping plaza on Hartford Road in New Britain, referred to Bahá'u as his quote-unquote garden. The person who discovered this principal body dump at the start of 2005, by which time the remains were mostly skeletal, had been looking for an area to hunt in. The ground is wooded and marshy and inaccessible by car, which delayed the investigation and discovery of the victims. So he put these bodies somewhere where he knew people couldn't access access. So they would never even think to look over there in that area. 29-year-old Melanie Ruth Camellini, a mother of two from Seymour, went missing on January 1st, 2003. She had recently been living in Waterbury and was last seen in that area with two men. Camellini was known to have a substance abuse problem and would regularly disappear for long periods of time. Her body was discovered buried behind a New Britain shopping center and was identified in 2015. Janice Roberts was the working name used by Danny Lee Wisnett, born October 5, 1958, a 44-year-old transgender woman from New Britain. She was last seen alive on June 18, 2003, when observed getting into Howell's blue van outside a stopping shop in Weatherfield. She was reported missing on June 24th. Howell later told an informant that he tried to engage Roberts in a sexual act, and when realizing that she was transgender, he strangled her. That's sad. Diane Cusack, a 55-year-old New Britain resident, disappeared in mid-2003. Police had last had contact with her on July 9th during a landlord-tenant dispute. Her remains were found behind the New Britain Shopping Plaza in 2007, and she was identified in 2011. Cusack, who had been who had had a substance abuse problem, had been out of contact with her family for years and had never been reported missing. 
On July 31st, 2003, a woman told police that her sister, 33-year-old Nilsa Arzimendi, had not been heard from for seven days. Arzimendi's boyfriend, a convicted drug dealer, was immediately a suspect in her disappearance, but was ultimately cleared after passing a polygraph test. The sister told police that Arzimendi was a heroin user and sex worker who was living in a motel on in Weatherfield along with her boyfriend. He told investigators that he and Arzimendi had allowed Howell to stay overnight in their room and that he last saw Arzimendi at 2.30 a.m. on July 25, 2003, when she got into Howell's van. Arzimendi's body was found on April 28th. 2015 along with the bodies of three other women so he used he put her body in a dump site where he regularly goes to put other bodies there marilyn gonzalez a 26 year old woman and the mother of two children went missing in 2003 after she left her home in waterbury her body was found behind the west farm shopping mall in Fermington, connecticut on april 28th 2015. Joy Villain Joy Martinez, 23, went missing on October 10, 2003, but was not reported missing until March 29, 2004. Suspicion arose when she did not show up for her birthday party. She was last spotted in her hometown of East Hartford, where she lived with her mother. In high school, she had been a track star and at the time of her disappearance was unemployed. Her remains were some of the first to be recovered from the shopping plaza area in 2007 and she was identified in 2003. Mary Jane Menard. Mary Jane Menard, a 40-year-old mother of two from Waterbury, a former addict, she had turned her life around to become a substance abuse counselor. She went missing from New Britain in October 2003, and her remains were found behind the shopping plaza in 2007. All seven victims disappeared in 2003, and the cases remained unsolved for months until Howell became a suspect in Arzimendi's disappearance in April 2004. Police seized his van in North Carolina and discovered that several of the seat cushions had been removed, but blood from two people was found soaked into the floor of the van underneath some carpet. DNA taken from Arzimendi's relatives determined that one of the blood samples was 99% certain to have came from Arzimendi. They also found six videotapes of Howell having bizarre sex with women, but the videos were shot in a way to ensure that their faces were not clearly visible. Because Arzimendi's body was yet to be found, Howell was charged at that time with first-degree manslaughter. Later, he was also charged with witness tampering after threatening another inmate. In January 2007, shortly after the trial began, Howell entered an Alfred plea to first-degree manslaughter, meaning that he did not admit to the crime, but conceded that the prosecution had enough evidence to make a conviction likely. At sentencing, Howell continued to insist that he did not kill Arzimendi, arguing that the blood stain went from a physical fight that Arzimendi had in the van with her boyfriend. No, that cannot be it. He also tried to get his Alfred plea thrown out, claiming that he had only entered the plea because his public defender pressured him. Howell was sentenced to 15 years in prison for manslaughter in the first degree. Just weeks later, a hunter found human bones behind the West Farm shopping mall in West Hartford. They were later identified as Cusack, Martinez, and Menard. 
More remains were discovered on April 28, 2015, and they were identified as Arzamendi, Gonzalez, and Winsnist, and um, Camellini. However, Howell later told his stomach that there was a monster inside of him and describes himself as a quote-unquote sick ripper, which led to Howell being referred to as a sick ripper by some media outlets. He also told the inmate during a card game that he kept one of the women's bodies in his van for two weeks because it was too cold outside to bury her. He slept next to her and called the victim his quote-unquote baby. However, later Howell later cut out the tips of his fingers, dismantled, dismantled his bottom jaw, and disposed of the body parts in Virginia. Hmm. He came back to his hometown to bury fingertips, jaws, and body parts. On, on November 17, 2017, Howell was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences after pleading guilty to the murders of Cusack, Martinez, Menard, Gonzalez, Camellini, and Wisnitz. He cried and apologized to the families of the victims during sentencing, calling his actions monstrous, cowardly, and selfish. He told the court that he deserved the death penalty, which was abolished by the, by the Connecticut Supreme Court in 2015. So he was sentenced to, drum roll, 360 years in prison. You hear that? 360 years in prison. So as of now, he is 53 years old, and I don't think he is ever getting out. He is in prison at the Chester Correctional Institution in Connecticut. But... We have this, of course, we have some news reports and everything. So let's, let's get to it because this is, these are always great. And certainly within an acre, I believe, uh, of that area. That's a fair sized piece of property out there. First at five, a major break. A suspected serial killer's decade-old crime spree comes to a head. Police reveal more victims were discovered, but they have their suspect. Good evening. The crimes began a dozen years ago and centered around a wooded area near West Farms Mall in New Britain. It is that area where police have just revealed the remains of at least four additional victims have been discovered. In all, at least seven women are believed to have been killed at the hands of the same man. And tonight he is in police custody. Let's head straight out to Fox Connecticut's John Charlton, who's live at police headquarters with the late breaking details. John. Well, Katie and Brent, police had thought all along, suspected all along, that there were more bodies behind that strip mall in New Britain. And today, here at the police department, they made that announcement that they uncovered four more victims. Three of them identified, or three of them unidentified, one identified. They also have a suspect, but that suspect has not been identified. The remains recovered were skeletal in nature and consistent with having been at this location for at least 10 years. Three weeks of digging in the Greater New Britain Serial Killer Task Force unearthed even more horror behind a New Britain strip mall off Route 9 near Corbin's Corner. We basically took that area of probably over an acre uh, down in grade uh, by about three feet. Four more sets of bones from four different people, making a total of seven victims. This after years of not finding anything since 2007 when 
police dug up the remains of Mary J. Menard, Diane Cusack, and Joy Valine Martinez. Monday, another victim identified. Melanie Ruth Camellini. This is a picture of Melanie. Melanie was born May 11th, 1973, and is from Seymour, Connecticut. Melanie Camellini was last seen in Waterbury, Connecticut in January 2003. Melanie is the mother of two children. Today is Melanie's birthday. How detectives knew where to look, authorities wouldn't say. However, they did say an FBI cadaver-sniffing dog named Missy zeroed in on specific spots. On top of all that, the chief state's attorney, Kevin Kane, admitted they have a suspect, but he wouldn't name him or where he is. I'm going to say strongly that we there is no reason to be concerned from this suspect at this time, and that's all we can say. We know that there are at least seven uh, individuals uh, there. Uh, they were killed at separate times. Uh, the FBI has a definition of what a serial killer is uh, that would fit the definition. And authorities wouldn't say or couldn't say how long it would take to identify the remains of those three other victims behind the strip mall. Also, that uh, suspect once again not identified. They would not say, authorities would not say if the suspect is in custody, is in prison, or if the suspect's even alive. Assuming when charges are filed, they will release that suspect's name. Reporting live in New Britain, I'm John Charlton, Fox, Connecticut. And there it is. So the police wouldn't name him as of yet because they don't want to stir up anything or get people worried. But obviously people were worried because this is their neighborhood. This is where these things are happening. So of course people are going to be scared and asking questions, but the police doesn't want to put any more fear into the people of New Britain and New Britain, Connecticut. So they just want to keep it short and brief. But that is the story of William Devin Howell. I hope you guys enjoyed this story as much as I enjoyed telling it. Please come back next week as we uncover more, un more unknown serial killers. And remember, friends, be nice to people because you never know who they killed. See you guys next week.